The Jesuits and spiritual directors of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center invite you into prayer. As we begin our prayer time, we pause for a moment, rest our bodies, and sense God's loving gaze upon us. God is here, inviting us to be still and know that I am God. I ask for the grace to feel the peace of God's presence. Our reading comes from the Gospel of Matthew. From noon on, darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. And about three o'clock, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lima sabachthani, that is, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? When some of the bystanders heard it, they said, this man is calling for Elijah. At once, one of them ran and got a sponge, filled it with sour wine, put it on a stick, and gave it to him to drink. But the others said, Wait, let us see whether Elijah will come to save him. Then Jesus cried with a loud voice and breathed his last. At that moment, the curtain of the temple was torn in two, from top to bottom. The earth shook and the rocks were split. The tombs also were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. After his resurrection, they came out of the tombs and entered the holy city and appeared to many. Now, when the centurion and those with him who were keeping watch over Jesus saw the earthquake and what took place, they were terrified and said, Truly this man was God's son. Many women were also there, looking on from a distance. They had followed Jesus from Galilee and had provided for him. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Joseph, and the mother of the sons of Zebedee. This week's contemporary voice is David Brooks. We are all called at certain moments to comfort people who are enduring some trauma. Many of us don't know how to react in such situations, but others do. In the first place, they just show up. They provide a ministry of presence. Next, they don't compare. The sensitive person understands that each person's ordeal is unique and should not be compared to anyone else's. Next, they do the practical things, making lunch, dusting the room, washing the towels. Finally, they don't try to minimize what is going on. They don't attempt to reassure with false, saccharine sentiments. 
They don't say that the pain is all for the best. They don't search for silver linings. They do what wise souls do in the presence of tragedy and trauma. They practice a passive activism. They don't bustle about trying to solve something that cannot be solved. The sensitive person grants the sufferer the dignity of her own process. She lets the sufferer define the meaning of what is going on. She just sits simply through the nights of pain and darkness, being practical, human, simple, and direct. Let these words sink into your soul. This week's reflection is from Father Jim Fleming. Suffering is a part of life. I don't mean to be glib, and as one who has suffered and who often accompanies others through their suffering, what I'm saying is that like joy, suffering is a part of our lives. As Christians, we are often faced with the question, where is God in this? Or as one spiritual directee accompanying his wife and newborn through a trauma with little possibility of easy healing, recently said to me, Jim, I believe in God. I just don't think God cares. In the scripture reading offered for this meditation, Jesus is crying out to God, why have you forsaken me? Where are you when I need you most? A Trappist monk once told me that Jesus had to die. He just had to die. If God had reached down and lifted Jesus from his passion and death, we all, all humanity, really, would be able to say, oh, sure, Jesus, you don't really know the suffering I'm going through. But he did. He suffered death. We have a God who understands and who is willing to be with us in our pain and in our suffering. Many of us have cried the same cry or accompanied others in their suffering cries. I mean, cried out in pain with the kind of suffering that feels like it will never end, making us feel alone, far from a loving God. Even in our sleep, as an ancient Greek wrote, pain that cannot be forgotten falls drop by drop upon the heart 
And in our despair, against our will, comes the presence of God by way of an awful grace. We have been present also at the realization by others of this awful grace. Jesus never said, you will not suffer alone. He said, I am with you always until the end of time, even when it doesn't seem that way. A writer who lost his wife and children in a horrific car accident put it this way, though I experienced death, I also experienced life in ways that I never thought possible before. Not after the darkness, as we might suppose, but in the darkness. I did not go through pain and come out on the other side. Instead, I lived in it and found within that pain the grace to survive and eventually to grow, to absorb evil and good, to die and to live again, to suffer abandonment and to find God. In choosing to face the night, he wrote, I took my first steps toward the sunrise. We sit with others in their suffering, as David Brooks said, simply sit, being practical, human, simple, and direct. Though I have often left you, God, you have not left me. Your mornings break, dear God, and earthly shadows flee. Abide in me, dear God, in life and death. Abide in me. Speak to God in these final moments about whatever is stirring in your heart. This prayer is by Oren L. Crane. 
Slow me down, Lord. Ease the pounding of my heart by the quieting of my mind. Steady my harried pace with a vision of peace. Slow me down, Lord, and inspire me to send my roots deep into the soil of life's enduring values, that I may grow toward the stars of our greater destiny. Amen.